Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here on the Upper East Side of Manhattan uh, in New York City. And today is Sunday, January 12th, and I'm broadcasting here from the bright red desk. I just fed the cats, so they should be well-behaved. Earlier today, Max knocked a whole glass of water over on my lap, on the keyboard, on the mouse. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to feed them and have them be well-behaved. And not that that necessarily is what he's going to do. Of course, it was a Saturn, right at the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, so it was a little exciting. At any rate, uh, we had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction this week. Uh, today, actually. Today, today. The beginning of the next 36 years of the rest of our lives. No pressure. Um, and I've been having a bunch of really interesting readings lately. Uh, one of the things that I ran into this week was a really interesting quote. Uh, I was watching an interview on um, uh, the marriage, the marriage, the um, the Nora, the Norman Baumbach play on marriages. And one of the quotes was, "Endings aren't failures." And I was like, "Ooh, I like that. I think that's kind of the theme for." the year or the theme for us now and of course this week on the eclipse uranus stationed of course and eris stationed the goddess of discord megan markle is born with a uranus stationing in her chart so she was having a natal excitation and you know harry and megan said we're out of here bye-bye we're off we're leaving and then of course the ensuing you know kind of wild and crazy energy um, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. You know, that's a very good example of, for all of us, you know, of course, people going, they're selfish. And I remember my friend Margaret McMahon saying to me, ah, no, selfish just means I'm not doing what you want me to do. They're this, they're that. And it's kind of like, you know, they're clear. They want to go and change it up. They want to do something else. There's an understanding. So, and again, endings aren't failures. It's a change. It's a transition. And when you say you're done, you're done, you're done with this, it opens up possibilities for the new things to come in. It allows us to invite things in. And then, of course, you know, it's just been one of those great quotes off the Internet thing. So I was looking at an interview with Nathan Lane, uh, and he read a quote, which I thought – I'm going to modify slightly. It's by a guy named Isaac Butler, and it was written about a play, but I'm going to just paraphrase it. Life at its heart is both the necessity and the inevitability of change. It portrays change, life portrays change as both inevitable, the world only spins forward, and fundamental to being alive. It is what living things do. It ends Life ends with a very, brings us a very specific demand for change. What it says is change is the face, is in the face of the inevitability and the necessity, in the face of inevitably and necessity of change, we have a choice. Sorry, this I'm not really reading this very well. We can try to resist change with all our might, the way the angels do, but the consequences of that would be catastrophic. Or we can engage in the difficult and painful work of trying to change for the better. We can find hope in the idea that change for the better is actually possible. And then remembering that in conjunction with endings aren't failures, they're endings. 
which means new beginnings, which means new starts. And this year, last year had a lot of endings. This year may have some more endings. But the premise of the endings is the starting up, the new 36-year cycle, what was going on for you in 82, 83. Of course, that was when, you know, Trump killed that guy. He fought in that war, the the Iran-Iraq war, and that was when we had the Iran-Contra stuff. So that's why we're back in why we're back over there. The one before was uh, 47, UN being formed, the Human Rights Treaty, Israel being formed. The one before that, 1914, you know, what was the world going to look like as in the face of World War I? So we're at a really critical choice point. We're making big decisions. 30 years ago, 1990, 91, 29 years ago, when you had Saturn at this point, what were you doing back in 1991? Same story, same part of the chart. Uh, Jupiter and Pluto, back to 2007. What were you doing then, December of 2007, about your vision for your future? Now you're planting the real solid seeds, next chapter. And then last but not least, that's a 13-year cycle, three of them this year, or one with two changes. And then a 20-year cycle, again, back to 90, uh, back to 2000, back to 1980, back to 1960. It's the presidential election cycle, you're, you know, the president's elected in this time off and don't assume office. Uh, but that said, we're beginning a new 20-year cycle in December. We get the first hints of it in March. This is a huge year for everybody, and these planets are taking place in the exact same spot. They're all like in this little clump, which is very rare, very rare. Um, and uh, last time we had it, Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn was the Protestant Reformation. Last time we had... Jupiter is finishing, Jupiter and Saturn are finishing up the cycle that started with the Magna Carta, which was us saying, you know, we have the rights to be human. We have the right, you know, as people. I'm sure if we look, there's probably something going on with the royal chart that the king's going, I want to, or the, the heir is going, I want to get out of here. Understanding we're at this big time where we're all setting course on our new direction. And this week has a lot of choice points. Uh, Saturn and Pluto and Mercury are all getting together. Right, so Mercury's in that little mess too of Capricorn, and as Saturn and Pluto roll over him, decisions are being made. Monday and Tuesday, the Moon's in Virgo. Very big days for decisions, ideas, kind of saying, you know, this is my plan, this is where I want to go, this is what I want to do. There's a lot of energy up there that's running really very strongly, um, and so as we look at this energy, we understand we are at a critical cross point in our life in the world's life and we can take a you know we can take a page you know from Megan and Harry in that they you know the, their father you know they talked about it a little bit and dad said write it down and Harry said you know every time i write it down there's a leak dad said write it down anyway he did there was a leak <laughs> and Harry went you know the hell with this leak shit i'm going to release it you know and he sent it off into the world at least that's according to the newspaper reports. Um, of course, I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. But I do know that it's like we're changing this up. We're not going to do it the way we've done it. We're ready for something different. We're ready for a new way of looking at it. So you want to look at the place in your chart, 22, 24 Capricorn. That's where this is all going on all year long. And then zero Aquarius. And this story is very strong. Now, we're going to get it all up and running by March, and then we're going to struggle a little bit with between June and January. But then we're ready. We're ready for the next chapter. So it's a really important time. And I want you to be nice to yourself. I've had a lot of people 
giving themselves very, very hard times about what they've done or what they've accomplished up until now or they've, you know, life is a journey and a process and we have to think of all the things that we've done or not done because sometimes we haven't done things as part of our understanding of the process of our life. You know, we get to pick, we get to choose, and sometimes, we, you know, maybe we didn't choose the way we would have liked but we're still here. There still is an opportunity. Life springs forward. We have to do the hard work of change. We have to give ourselves permission to go in and say, okay, I'm not going to resist change with all of our might. The consequences are catastrophic. I can engage in the difficult and painful work of trying to change for the better. I can find hope in the idea that change for the better is possible. This is our choice. This is our fate. This is our forward motion. The world springs forward. Now, Remo is just coming out here to say hi. Did you have a nice dinner? Okay, so Remo's here. Hopefully Max isn't going to come and knock something off my desk. Um, and so our job this week is how do we work with that change, that inevitability of change, that we're at this crossroads, we're figuring this stuff out, we're looking at it and we're saying, okay, I'm on this. I got this. I'm going to step into it and own it. Now, the first couple of days of this week, as I mentioned, the moon's in Virgo um, with a good working aspect. So, of course, the Windsors are all gathering with the queen, right? And you want to gather with your king and queen. <laughs> so the moon goes into Virgo. To, right now it's in Leo. And it's got a closing aspect tomorrow morning of uh, an opposition to Venus. And then it goes into Virgo around 9.06 a.m., um, which would be in the afternoon in England, right? And uh, 9.06 a.m. in Virgo, Monday the 13th, uh, Tuesday the 14th, going void at 7.12 a.m., moon trine Mercury in Capricorn, good void, make a deal, make an arrangement, make a contribution, make a commitment, Moon is void for about three hours on the morning of the 15th, going into Libra at 10.43 a.m. 10.43 a.m. on Wednesday, again, this is Eastern Time, uh, Thursday the 16th, going void at 7.58 a.m., uh, which is a square to the sun. So the sun in Libra squares the sun and says this is decided and finished. The sun is at the last degrees of Capricorn. Uh, then the moon goes into uh, Scorpio at 1.20 p.m. So the moon is void in the morning on Friday the 17th. It's in Scorpio the afternoon of the 17th, the evening of the 17th, which is Friday. It's in Scorpio all day that Sunday the 18th, Saturday the 18th. And it goes void on Sunday at 4.22 p.m. on the 19th with a sextile to the sun, which is a very productive forward motion aspect. And then it's void for a couple hours, and then it goes into Sagittarius at 5.41 p.m., and it's in Sagittarius Sunday night, Monday going void at 11.46 with a square to Neptune. So commitment agreement, Monday, Tuesday, uh, getting rid of stuff, breaking up, setting it done, saying you're over, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, more Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, new commitment, new partnership, happy to go, ready to move, off we go, uh, even to, through Sunday the 19th, and then stepping out, working on our dream on the 19th at, at 541, 
and then Monday the 20th. So that's the story. Sun enters Aquarius uh, this week on sun- next Sunday, the or next Monday rather, the 20th. Uh, so we're at the last bats, last bits of Capricorn, right? So that means that the sun is going to be rolling through. Saturn and Pluto and Mercury and Ceres this week. Uh, actually, he hit Mercury last week, but he's going to be rolling through the Sun and Saturn and Ceres um, and kind of kicking up stuff and giving us a new perspective, new ideas about where we're going. So the moons are pretty easy this week. Um, you know, that Libra moon is, well, I'm partnering with this, not that. You know, it's what I'm deciding on in the partners. Sun this week goes from 22 cap on the world point through zero Aquarius next Monday at 9.54 in the morning. Um, The sun this week, as he travels through the last bits of Capricorn, the last degrees, at 22 to, to zero Aquarius, he is going to be triggering the sun and Pluto and Saturn in series, right? So he's going to join up with Pluto um, on the, the uh, 13th and that's tomorrow morning at 8:20 in the morning and then he's going to join up with Saturn at 10:15 and then he's going to join up with Ceres at 12:58 so boom 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 now remember Ceres is out of bounds Ceres is the mother the great mother so it's earth we're going to watch for some earth stuff but we're also going to watch for Saturn Pluto the structure and the change of the st- the change the change of the structure Saturn is the structure, Pluto is the permanent change. Uh, The sun parallels Saturn on the 13th at 3.56. So this is, again, on the same degree of declination, kind of pushes stuff forward. So stuff's really changing. There's a bit of an argument and a fight around 6 at night when the sun squares Eris, the goddess of discord. This is all on Monday. Monday is a really big day. Um, and there is a big health aspect at the end of it. At 9.30, you might go to bed with a headache. But then when you wake up on uh, the 14th, the sun is parallel Mars. So we have a plan. We're taking action. We're moving forward. And that's it. The sun is done. It does all its work Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Today, Monday and Tuesday. So whatever gets decided, really important, really important making that commitment, making that, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Mercury this week is a little busier. He's, he finishes up the Capricorn, and he enters into Aquarius on the 16th, uh, which is kind of his declaration of independence. And then he's going to go through three degrees of, of Aquarius um, by the end of the week. So he's running from 22 to 3, which is a good you know, 10 degrees of energy, which is moving reasonably rapidly. Um, he caught up with Pluto and uh, Saturn today, uh, and he said, "Okay, we're making a rela- we're making an arrangement, we're making a commitment." That happened on the twelfth. He's going to square Eris, the goddess of discord, today, and then he aspects the nodes of fate very strongly, thirteenth and the fourteenth. He's, you know, his declination. He's aspecting the nodes of fate, asking us to make choices about what we want to leave behind, what we want to let go. Do we really want to do that? Now, interestingly, Prince Harry is a Virgo, and he's born on, the, I believe, the 15th of September. So Mercury is his chart ruler. So he is making a permanent commitment with Mercury parallel the south node on Saturn and Pluto. 
you know, saying I'm making a commitment to my Saturn, to my Pluto. This is my permanent and my permanent commitment. Um, Megan, of course, has Uranus uh, stationary at two, so the opposition <laughs> set it off, um, and is Uranus stationed to go directed to. And then, you know, the Uranus is five days before, five days after. So this is really a big a big deal, you know, for her. And everybody gets very crazy. It's calling Meg X and whatever. And, you know, she's a Leo, for God's sake. She's a Leo. Of course she makes the vision. And he's the Virgo. He executes the vision. That's how those that's how astrology works. Not that Harry doesn't know what he's doing and it's not that Megan's manipulating him and leaving him around. He's also turning thirty six. He's looking back at when he was born and what his mother was going through as a as a kid and, and raised with her for 12 years till she was killed in a car crash, being chased by photographers. You don't think that's been up for him all this time since that new baby came out and people are being mean to his wife the way they were mean to his mother? They're, you know, this is a big thing for him. He's got a lot of planets in the eighth house. He's very aware of the fact that this does not always turn out right. Um, so we're looking at, you know, this Mercury on the note of fate. And trust me, everybody's going to be making commitments on the 13th, in or out. I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. Mercury also is paralleling Jupiter on the 14th, which is once you make the decision, there's a great sense of relief. There's a great sense of relief because we've we've made the decision. And then right or wrong, we go forward. Mercury enters Aquarius on the 16th, and it says, this is my commitment. I've made this. Mercury is exalted in Aquarius. Capricorn is very serious. But in Aquarius, it gets really smart. So that's happening on the 16th. Then it parallels Pluto, that this was my strategic decision, and I'm ready for it. And then it parallels Mars on the 17th, and it says, okay, let's roll. And then Mercury squares Uranus on the 18th which is the breakup, big breakup aspect, but also a forward full steam ahead. And one of the things I'd said last week before Megan and Harry quit was with Uranus station to go direct on Friday, all the planets are now full steam ahead until the spring. So it's going to feel like it goes really fast. And it is going to go really fast. So ride the fast, ride the fast. And then Mercury parallels Saturn on the 18th. Uh, and we are committed to our new structure. Big week for changing, at least in our mind, what our commitment to the structure is and how we're doing it. Venus, of course, today went into Pisces, the sign of her exaltation. And back to that quote I read, the hope, the vision, that change is inevitable, that we have to deal with. That's part of life. And having the hope that when we work with that change in a positive way, that we get the dream, we get our dream to come true, because that's really how it happens. We have to work on our dreams. This week, as Venus enters Pisces um, on the 13th at 1.38 in the afternoon, that's going to be tomorrow, um, she is now working on the dream. She's left behind the hard reality of Venus in Aquarius, which is what have I been working on, why, and now she's working for the dream. And so that happens at 138 here uh, in the East Coast. And then she's in Pisces, and she gets as high as nine Pisces by the end of the week. Um, she has a sextile to Uranus on the 15th, so she's connecting in a great way. And she also is parallel, contraparallel to Uranus on the 15th. So she's uniting with her dream, but she's also separating from the old dream with the opposition. So we first unite, then we let go of it. 
Then the next thing is uh, opposition to the VESTA. We're letting go of the home. We're releasing the home. And then a semi-square with Pluto and Eris and the sun. This is a hammer of Thor. Venus is forming kind of a weird hammer of Thor, but a little hammer of Thor, because she's semi-square to Pluto, she's semi-square to Eris, and she's semi-square to Saturn. So she's under a lot of developmental stress, but in the middle of that, on the 20th, that big adjusting day, the 20th is a huge adjusting day from Venus taking kind of a breather next Monday, where she goes, all of this changed this last week, I can finally breathe and let it go. And and sometimes when we have all this change so focused and so intense, that is kind of when we have a little bit of a nervous breakdown and we just kind of cry. And, you know, when um, Michelle Obama was talking about when she was got on the plane and she cried for half an hour, the helicopter, when they flew away, because the stress of leaving is over. So that's next Monday, uh, the 20th. Uh, whatever the week brings, the, the the stress of leaving is finished then. Mars this week is going from 7 Sag to 11 Sag, so all the planets between 7 and 11 are very activated in your chart. And at the beginning of the week, on the 14th, he squares Pluto, semi-squares Pluto, and then he parallels Saturn on the 15th and semi-squares Saturn. So they're kind of in this weird getting working with it, but also being stressed out. I cannot imagine how stressed Harry is about this meeting tomorrow, but, you know, he's got to do it. This is the, you know, he sent the email, published the website. (laughs) You know, this is anxiety. This is anxiety. And Mars semi-square Pluto, Mars semi-square Saturn, and Mars parallel Saturn, you know, standing in his own authority, but also working with that semi-square and saying, I'm very stressed about the changes I'm making. And that's the 14th and 15th. And everybody's going to feel this. Mars is in Sag in a fire sign, but it's answering to Jupiter in Capricorn. In the, do you really know what you're doing? And the answer is, not always, but I'm making the best decision I can. (laughs) So if you feel that way at the beginning of the week, you know, it is okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It did, you know, it's okay. You know, and, and, and you want to kind of remember the world spins forward. You know, it's going to be okay. And, you know, then Mars is in the sesquiquadrant to Eris, the goddess of discord. So stress, anxiety, crabby, crabby, crabby. And, uh, yeah, you know, not fun, not fun. But, Making choices. The 15th also invites us. Mars aspects the nodes of fate. We need to make adjustments, and we need to figure that out. That's going to be on the 15th, which is Wednesday. And then Mars has a semi-square to Ceres, which is what am I nurturing and what am I doing? And then Mars is in a semi-sextile to Jupiter. So I think I'm making the best choices, and I have to trust that. I have to trust that that's right. And our job this week is to trust our process, trust our instincts, to choose towards that north node in cancer, which is what emotionally we're yearning for, what emotionally we want, what emotionally is important. And, of course, this week Saturn is on Pluto, uh, and it's on the 12th today. That happened today at noon. And then tomorrow on the 13th, Saturn is on Ceres which is the mother, which is the home, 
which is the commitment to the mother. So Harry's chart at a very early age was set up on some level to serve the mother. He is a Virgo. He's an earth boy. He's an earth child. That's why Africa is so important to him. That's why Vancouver was so important to him. Um, understanding Virgos really need to understand and serve the feminine on some level and serving his mother, serving his wife, serving what he created in his little boy. And all of us are going to be asked what we want to serve. What do we serve? What is our God? What is our understanding of what drives us to make these commitments? And so with Saturn on series, I mean, just general stuff, this is a great day to start a diet, um, but also making that commitment to what it is you're going to do that nurtures you. And then as he squares Eris, we separate, and of course there's a little discord, and that's okay. The, the square to Eris is going to be on the 16th, and we're good. We're good. We're off. We're out to the world. And then, of course, we have like a little nervous thing, you know, towards the end of the week. And that's, you know, when we make these big decisions, a lot of times, you know, there's a physical reaction. I remember when a guy, when I was back in the 80s and I was working and they laid off this really, really nice guy. And he, I mean, he really, his name was Marshall. He was a great guy. And um, they laid him off and he was like a nervous wreck till he found a new job. And then once he got the new job, and they laid him off with time. You know, it was you know it was a down known downsize kind of thing. And once he found the new job, he got this enormous cold, deathly ill. And the last week was because he got the job really quickly, right? They gave him like six weeks of time to find the new job. Um, and he got the new job, and he was deathly ill. You know, just really sick, sick, sick. And um, and I remember laughing. He goes, "Anne, it's stress. It's all stress." And I'm like, really? No, this is before I realized, you know, how that happens. And then I had a Capricorn friend who went, you know, did all this stuff, boom, 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 and then, you know, like had a nervous breakdown a year later. It's understanding that Capricorn has a slightly delayed emotional response. So remember, towards the end of the week, you might be having a little bit of a nervous breakdown, which is okay. And then Pluto uh, hits series on the 13th, which is a permanent end to the mother a permanent release and saying, okay, that's done. We're over with that. That's finished. Vesta is sesquiquadrate to Athena, which says you're cutting this loose and you're leaving and taking off. Athena is joined to Capricorn, enters a Capricorn on the 18th and says this is the forward motion. And Ceres is square, Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 14th. So with these Vesta aspects, there's a sense of you can't go home again. And once you go, you're not going home again anytime soon. So watching that and looking at this unfold um, in the, you know, because they're modeling it, they're, they're carrying the collective change for all of us. You know, whether you, whatever your opinion of it, it doesn't really matter. What you want to watch with them is, the timing of it, and 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 when it when the things roll, right? Because that's going to show you, oh, okay, this is, and it's going to take a little while, but it's going to unwrap and unfold over this next year. We're going to have part and parcel. Way back when I worked at Pepsi, I noticed there was a correlation between layoffs and JFK Jr.'s plane crash, 
And every time there was something in the news about the plane crash, Pepsi would have a bunch of layoffs. And there was recently one of his assistants wrote a book, and there was a big layoff at Pepsi. So we're, as a collective, kind of tuned into this story because we're watching, and depending on which side you're on or what position you take, it's really interesting just to kind of scoot over to the other side and say, well, what's going on in your position, and what's going on in your position, and why do you have that feeling? And, you know, you watch all these people weighing in and jumping up and down and yelling. And, I, you know, one of the things when people get mad at me about politics in the astrology podcast but I'm also like, but the politics are what the collective is going through is what we're going through, right? We're all being asked to strike out on our own, to make our vision for our own next best life, whatever that is, whatever our vision of our life is. Our job is to kind of say, this is our vision, this is where we're going, this is what's important to us, and this is how we're going to change. And remember, endings are not failures. They're just endings, and they mean new beginnings. And, you know, that's the goal. The new beginning, focus on that. Understand the ending is something we have to work our way through. It's part of our journey. And then once the ending is over, we start again. We begin again. The beauty of life, that circle, the world spins forward. So big hugs, hard week ahead, but you can totally do it. You can totally do it. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk and wishing you a week of good Virgo, separating Libra, passionate connection with Scorpio, and visioning with Sagittarius. And uh, watch the watch the Royals because they're going to model it for you. Big hugs. Take care. Bye bye.